0: This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice, but now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot
1: readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy reading since 1999, over 35 million
0: to be exact. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from
1: a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone
0: call or text. Just go to trykeen.com slash potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's
1: trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. (laughs) And I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow historian, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the long awaited surprise that surprised-we-got-this, sequel series to the original film, History of the World Part 2. So, obviously, way back in 1981, Mel Brooks made a brilliant film called History of the World Part 1. And it was titled that way on purpose uh, with the intention of really never making a sequel even though there was a trailer at the end that kind of showed, like, coming soon, the History of the World Part 2. Well, Hulu and Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Ike Barinholtz, um, David Stassen, along with Mel Brooks, made a new series They've continued the tradition of historical sketch comedy, parodying a lot of great moments uh, throughout history uh, in this eight-episode series that came out on Hulu. It all came out in the same week, two episodes a night, And uh, was curious to check this out because Mel Brooks, apart from a couple of things he's, you know, been a part of, he hasn't really done anything in an actual movie form or show form. His last full movie was Dracula Dead and Loving It. And then he did help out with the producer's musical movie, but he hasn't done a movie in ages. And he's ancient now. I mean, the man's like 94. Yes, he is. The fact that he was coming back to do this and signed on to do this and wanted to do this. We had to check it out. We could. It was like, I'm not going to pass on a Mel Brooks project. So. Never. Taylor, what's a brief synopsis of the show? And had you seen the movie prior to this? And what were your kind of expectations? Three questions there for
0: you. Yeah. First of all, you know, I've seen it because we actually talked about this. Um mm-hmm. uh, Actually. Yeah. Well, Little fun fact, we actually did a whole Mel Brooks tribute episode, which is one of our That's most right. successful episodes, uh, which is still getting some buzz there. So definitely come check it out. And um, I, I I think we had talked about it and then I watched briefly after, um, but I had seen History of the World Part 1. So let's go real quick, brief synopsis of this. History of the World Part 2, not so much a continuation, but it's kind of a continuation, but also an homage to History of the World Part one, mm-hmm. So in the style of that sketch comedy of kind of poking fun at historical events, it serves as that pseudo sequel to the 1981 film with sketches, parroting events from different periods of human history and legend. And as you said, with just the creators alone, uh, who also star in that, and it features such a large ensemble co- cast, uh, several regulars that are play several different characters. Um, uh, but each episode, uh, Kind of has an amalgamation of stuff, so you'll see, uh, almost like you know, certain different styles like TV and whatnot. So, having known this is coming out, having you and I talked about Mel Brooks and his style, and having enjoyed and seen This is the World Part One, I had pretty high expectations for this because you know, for we are in a time where there's a big debate. Is, um, is there no original ideas? Are we just rehashing stuff? Or are we just trying to build off the backs of others? And technically we always are doing that because, you know, one person's success is another man's triumph, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this was interesting because we're not remaking it. We're going to do that style and then we're going to do different events. So right off the bat, I was pretty excited. What were, you, what were your expectations going on? Were you, were you pretty uh, pretty high for this?
1: Well, yeah, because it's Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks. I've loved everything he's ever done that I've seen. I've been in a Mel Brooks show. And I've always had a fun, you know, spot for history. Little part one in my ranking of the Mel Brooks films that I've seen. There's some really great, great, iconic moments in that film, especially like the Spanish Inquisition ranks very high for me. Um, I like the stand-up philosopher bit and the French Revolution. You know, it's good to be the king there's so many great lines and I was like okay they they covered a you know five six iconic periods in that film some shorter than others but you know so I was like what are they going to do with this what are going to be the periods they're going to do and you know the passing of the torch we do have some current comedians that I do think will go down in legend as you know Nick Kroll he really is one that I, I haven't really watched like the Nick Kroll show, but like there's this some things I've seen him do. I'm obviously a Big Mouth is a huge success and he's had such a great career so far, and I think he's got a very excellent Jewish voice that to have him come in here to kind of be like the next Mel Brooks, if you will, because one thing that was kind of surprising, Mel Brooks is the narrator of this whole series. He's not in the show.
0: No, not once. And we were really hope expecting him to maybe make pop-up in some sort of fashion yeah
1: they do a goofy thing where like they get this big model actor and they do like a cgi younger like 20 year old face as if like mel is like this huge buff guy that doesn't count i really was i mean i know he's very old now but i was really expecting mel brooks to be in the series so even though he's the voice of it and he helped with some of the writing I think the comedians they have in this, and some of the actors you'd recognize, and it is one of those things where like they were able to get quite a huge array of of you know talent. I mean, everyone from Jack Black, Ronnie Chang, uh, they had um, I'll edit this up. What's yeah. all the people I'm thinking of? Richard Kind, Johnny Knoxville. I mean, like they had quite a bit of talent to come in even if it was for like one thing jb smooth was great seth rogan um chris pontius they actually had a whole this actually was one of my favorite things they did johnny knoxville plays Rasputin, and they did like a jack sputin like they like instead of jackass they did like a, a rip off of that and that was kind of a thing where i'm like clearly they were like that'd be a funny bit because Rasputin, you know famously was tried to be killed multiple times and apparently never successful. Yeah. Poison, stabbed, castrated. So they took all these bits and did funny like Jackass parodies of it. But it's like the exact music. They got cast members from Jackass to do it. So that was like a thing where it's like, okay, that's kind of funny. But was that like an original moment or was that just copying, pasting? Um, And really, when it comes down to, I mean, ZZ Betts is in this, Malcolm Barrett. There were so many actors... Rob, of course, was great. It was, uh, I love some of the Russian stuff was pretty funny. I think half of the show worked really well. Half of it didn't. Yeah. Half of this was cracking me up. Like there was actually quite a few lines in different episodes where I laughed out loud and was chuckling. Um, And, and it really got me. The other half was really boring and just not funny. And actually, the one I feel the most sad for. Because she is such a comic legend to me. I loved her stand-up. She's so funny on Curb, which they do a whole Kirby Enthusiasm mm-hmm. parody in this show, which was funny that they didn't really include her in that bit because she's in that show. She's one of the main characters. Wanda Sykes didn't really get the best material in the show. Like, yeah. She does this whole bit, uh they do this ongoing thing that I I think went way too long, was not very funny to me. Of like a 70s sitcom of Shirley Chisholm. Yeah. Uh, and it just none of it really worked for me. I don't think it was funny. I thought it was not a great character for her. Harriet Tubman worked a little better because she was kind of more of a badass. But she doesn't get she didn't really get a lot of stuff. I thought there was there was other opportunities they could have done in history for her. And the problem too with the show is compared to the movie, the movie would do the French Revolution, and that was a 25-minute segment, 30-minute segment of the movie. Then we'll go to the next thing. This, they kept going back and forth in each episode. Previously on the Civil War, previously on the Russian Revolution, previously in the story of Jesus. And I almost preferred if it would have been one episode just on that and done all the bits in one thing. And then, like, coming up next week, we're going to the Civil War. I think the choppiness of doing small little skits, but continuing the same cast of like that. Sometimes it didn't work for me.
0: Yeah. I think that probably added to the lack of like some like stuff was more humorous. Now Mm -hmm. then that I feel like if you did have some of that stuff, it might make a whole episode weaker, but I agree. I think that is probably the, the biggest argument against this thing that I, the biggest problem I had, I agree with you. that they should have had it in just chronological order just like the other one or and like you said or have just episodes dedicated that didn't have to be necessarily in chronological order could do whatever order you want but all like okay Russian Revolution yeah this one episode um, uh, everything with Jesus you know uh, yeah because then it was I kind of felt like a little bit of like television whiplash I'm like wait wait okay where am I again because especially when you have the same actors you have to like okay this is a new this is a new character you know I mean sketch comedy works well uh, if they're different sketches like okay Saturday at live Mad tv in living color those work because they're all different and you expect that but when we're all kind of trying to follow the same narrative because even though they're parodies or they're these humorous takes there is a sense of continuity with some of them that you kind of like you kind of lose it like okay you know what's what's going on and it's you have that kind of Comedic whiplash, if you will.
1: The main big three were like the four I would say is like the Civil War, Russian Revolution, the Shirley Chisholm thing, and the Jesus stuff. Those are like the main four stories that kept kind of continuing. Everything else was like a quick little two-minute thing, three-minute thing. Yeah. You know, they would go to like the the Mayan Empire, they would go to the, the, the pyramids, they would do, you know, stuff like that. Some bits in those long stories worked and some didn't. And so I would be laughing because of, you know, like for example, Nick Kroll plays Judas, and they did a whole thing at the beginning of like Kirby enthusiasm parody parody that like he's kind of like a Larry David kind of situation. And that all kind of worked. And then they went into like this like more romantic thing of like how Mary and Jesus started dating. That didn't really work for me. But then what really worked was they did a parody of the Beatles documentary like the, the studio <laughs> sessions as if like the disciples were like coming up with stuff and they were all un- instantly British and so like Nick Kroll was like you know you know we're gonna make the band you know and they started doing all those like and, that and then Zazie Betts playing
0: Mary Magdalene as like Yoko Mary- Horko, which, as, which like, actually Yoko. was a really good like that's that was hilarious It was funny see yeah
1: I was like that was working very well same with like the civil war like at first they kept doing this bit where ike baron plays ulysses s grant and like he's an alcoholic and like some of it worked some of it like was over the top but then like there was a whole song where like they had to pretend that they weren't with the north and it was like f the f the north that whole song was hilarious i was cracking up so again like i think some things worked, some didn't and one thing I think was kind of an issue, and maybe this just was because they were trying to be like, hey, we have a lot of famous comedic actors currently. Maybe if we do a little bit of a modern, you know, take on some stuff, we'll we'll pull in an audience. For me, what makes Brooks' comedy so classic is that it is kind of everyday stuff. It's like taking something that you see, you know, in a dramatic movie and just spinning the easiest little comedy bit on it. And it works so well. And it makes it timeless. In this it makes it timeless. In this, they kept doing all the stuff of like TikTok or like, you know, stuff that is currently in our modern era that I didn't want to see in this show. You know, it's like,
0: oh yeah, this I whole thing with see, uh, like, Dove Cameron playing Anastasia and she's like, like, oh, I'm a, I'm on the run and uh, yeah, it was like, and there was a there was a quite a few. Follow of those me, things. they're coming to get me. Okay, give me some likes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like or or uh,
1: Nick Kroll as Galileo doing like TikTokky and it was like you know. I'm Galileo, and I'm doing this thing. And I was just like, that didn't work for me. So again, it was like... Because it almost felt like it was trying too hard with that part. Yeah, it it was like a half-half. So I wonder, I do wonder, um, you know, in in true Mel Brooks fashion, at the end of the show, they did tease like, coming on season two. So I don't know if that was just again, continuing the parody of there's really never going to be another season of this, kind of like they did with the movie. But... If it got enough traction, I'm sure this wasn't that expensive to make, even though there was a huge amount of talent. So I wonder if they would continue because there's so many periods of history they still could do, um, you know, from the World War era through, you know, up till today. And there's other periods of the history that they haven't tackled. So I do wonder if they're going to continue this show. Uh, Nothing's been announced yet that I've heard of, but I'm glad I saw it. It was a 50-50 experience for me. Half the time I was laughing out loud. Half the time I was sitting there staring at my screen like this is what they came up with. And again, being a Mel Brooks, big part of my childhood and just love his work. I'm going to give it like a seven out of 10, seven. It's, yeah. like, it's like right between seven, 7.5. Yeah. And more Have of you... it worked. It would gone up, but it. I can't give it higher than that. You
0: can't justify it. I'm going to go the same with you because I did find myself wanting to fast forward some parts, <laughs> unfortunately, but Overall, I mean, four decades later to to have this come out, it was uh, pretty exciting stuff. I do hope that they come up with uh, potentially another season. Who knows? But um, Nick Kroll, thank you for bringing some more Mel Brooks to our lives. Uh, But you can check out all eight episodes of History of the World Part 2 on Hulu, streaming exclusively. And you can go back and watch History of the World Part 1. And that was this edition of Potential Picks.
1: Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast.